even though we many times wind up investing their money differently based on what they want, overall, I want to show them the overall household risk is too. And I think that's important for each of them to see. So yeah, that, that's a good, uh, a good place to start. It's time for the My Retirement Clarity Podcast with Lee Perkins, financial planner and president of JL Perkins Wealth Management. Get ready for a good dose of inspiration, simplicity, implementation, and of course, clarity on how to successfully prepare for retirement and grow and preserve your wealth. Here's Ben George with Lee Perkins. Well, glad to have you back on My Retirement Clarity. I'm Ben George with Lee Perkins, owner and financial advisor at JL Perkins Wealth Management. And well, today, Lee, we got a little bit of a dicey subject, uh, one that you probably have to deal with uh, quite a bit in your office with couples that have a little bit of tension around finance. Yeah. Now, not only do I deal with it with uh, with couples that I meet with that come <laughs> in the office, I've, I've dealt with it in the past with uh, in, in my own marriage. So yeah, yeah early on, I, you know, I think it's pretty common that people have, uh, may, maybe not arguments, but little disagreements about things. And Pam and I are certainly no different. It's, it's way better than it was early on in marriage. Uh, when maybe we didn't have the, you know, the, the best financial resources and maybe I didn't make some great decisions and Pam would probably <laughs> tell you that I didn't make great decisions. <laughs> so yeah, it's probably nothing new for anybody out there. Yeah. And you know, this is a reason why for so long money has been kind of the root of, of many issues inside our relationships. And you know, a lot of the things we're going to talk about today are some of the reasons and some of the sources of that tension that people will have. So we want to make you uh, aware of these different money minefields. We want to make sure that you avoid them. And we're going to kind of talk through how Lee helps clients get through these and, and talk and discuss and come to a an agreement on a lot of this stuff, or at least maybe not an agreement, but at least be on the same page with what their plans are because these can uh, really create some problems and you don't want to have that in your relationship. And especially once you get to retirement, you want to be able to enjoy that time together. So as we go through today's episode, remember you can always get in touch with Lee. Just go to talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting right there through his website, but you can also call him at 478-254-3550. How's everything else going for you, Lee? Everything's going well, man. We as we record this, I'm getting ready to go to uh, on vacation. I'm going to head to the Bahamas for Ooh. for about a week. So nice. yeah, it's, it's gonna gonna be good. Looking forward to to getting my tan on, as the kids say. <laughs> Are you going? I got two questions for you. First, uh, do you no no speedo? If that's what you're going to ask me, <laughs> I wasn't going to ask that. But <laughs> thanks for clarifying. Uh, okay. do you, are you able to unplug from work when you go on vacation, or do you still find yourself checking emails and, and touching base with people? Yeah, so I, I am way better about that nowadays than I was probably five or ten years ago because operationally, uh, my staff here sort of they can handle everything. Now I will, you know, so so they don't call me, and I I, I don't call them, they don't call me, but I will check an email uh, about once every two or three days just to make sure there's nothing urgent. So yeah, yeah. I, I can disconnect. But man, ten years ago when I would go to the beach, I could not disconnect, and that that. That doesn't make for a great vacation. No, it doesn't. You don't need to worry about that stuff while you're gone. All right, question two. Will you play any pickleball while you're down there? Uh, I'm going to try. If okay. I am taking my paddle, I don't know the pickleball court situation down there. <laughs> uh, actually, we went to Hawaii maybe three years ago. I did take my paddle 
but where the pickleball courts were, it's pretty close to the ocean, and there was about a 30-mile-an-hour wind. Mm -hmm. And if you are a pickleball player, you know that wind is not your friend because it'll blow that it'll blow the pickleball all over the place. So did not play in Hawaii. I do hope to play in the Bahamas. All right. Very good. Well, let's dive in today's conversation today and talk about these financial sources of tension between couples. And we got five I want to run through with you. And let's begin with risk tolerance. I think this is a great one to begin with because I think everybody has their own approach to money, right? Some people are really comfortable taking some risk, being aggressive. They can handle the swings in the market. Other people hate risk. They they want to be as conservative as, as possible. So how do you rectify this when you come into a, a meeting with a couple that has two completely outlooks on risk? Yeah, and this is really very common. And I would say it's probably more uncommon that spouses have the exact same risk tolerance. And, uh, you know, obviously there's some times where a, a spouse may say that they're just going to defer to the other person. And I, I understand that. But when I'm meeting with a couple, I really try to get them to answer the risk questions for themselves because I think that matters. And, and if they're not on the same page, when markets are not smooth, that spouse who's more conservative, man, they're going to wear that other spouse out I, with, you know, the whole, I told you so I mean, I've been there before. That's happened yeah. to us before, and I know it happens to people. And and this is simply not healthy for a relationship. And and I think ultimately what it does is it leads people to make rash decisions inside their accounts. So, you know, not only is it unhealthy for the relationship, it's unhealthy for the, the account as well. So we use a couple of different tools when we're trying to determine you know, what somebody's risk level is. And so we try to assign each person their own individual risk score. And so when I take them through this risk exercise, what I'm trying to do is get them to understand the other person's position. And many times after we go through this exercise, it kind of gets people thinking a little bit differently so they can see what's, you know, what's happening with the other person and why they think they're the way, you know, they think the way they do. And so um, even though we many times wind up investing their money differently based on what they want. Overall, I want to show them the overall household risk is too. And I think that's important for each of them to see. So yeah, that that's a good, uh, a good place to start. All right. Yeah. Great place to start and one that you have to be aware of, but I'm glad that you kind of pointed out that most couples do have different outlooks. So it's not unusual at all to be on the, on different pages when it comes to, to risk. Retirement age, Lee, this is a good one and maybe not one that you think would pop up on this list, but I guess I could see how once you get to retirement and maybe one spouse thinks, okay, cannot wait to get retired at 63 or four or five and, and, and be done with work altogether and, and start living life like I want to. And the other has different plans altogether, maybe enjoys working, maybe wants to save a little bit more money, but how does retirement age create tension? Yeah, there's a lot that goes into when the best time to retire is for for each person and and I think obviously the first thing that you've got to know is is financially are are you in a position to do it and and once that box is sort of checked uh, and we know that the money is going to be there and we know what, what the income plan is then it's simply a matter of when do we want to pull the trigger but it's really it's more than than just pulling the trigger and I, and for me i think a couple of main things come to mind and i'll kind of talk about two of them here uh, the the first one to me i i think a person's health is a huge consideration 
And yeah. if, if somebody's already starting to slide downhill a little bit from a health standpoint, why keep working? You know, your your good years are, are sort of dwindling and, and you want to make the, the most out of the time that you've got. Uh, and like I always say, you, the younger you are, the you know, typically the healthier you are and the more options you're going to have when you retire. And so I, I think we've all seen people wait too long to retire. And then when they finally do, they, they can't get on a plane or, or they can't get in a car and ride for more than a couple of hours. And, and I'm not saying it's all about travel, but it's about the quality of life, no matter what you do in that, in that next phase of life. So that's kind of the first thing. And if, if a couple can't really agree on, you know, what, what the health outlook is going to be and, and what, how that factors in, that could be a real problem. And so the second thing to think about here is what's the plan to fill the time once one person or maybe both people retire. And a lot of times this is, it's really a huge adjustment for a couple, especially for somebody who's already had one of them that's been retired for, for quite a while. Uh, So let's say the wife has either been a, a stay at home mom, or maybe she retired a few years ago. And now all of a sudden there's this, there's this brand new person hanging around the house all day because the husband retired. This is real. Um, maybe not at first is this a challenge, but you know, cause at first, you know, they're going to do the things that they want to do immediately in retirement that they couldn't do while they were both working. But then all of a sudden that house gets, it gets kind of small with both people in it every day. And so I think there's a real need to create some separation. She needs to have things that she does away from him and vice versa. Uh, my parents went through this. I've talked about this on the show before. And so the way they navigated it is my dad, he spent a lot of time out in his shop. He's a piddler. Uh, and my mom spends a lot of time inside the house. And so that's worked for them and very healthy for their retirement. And I think they've been retired for 20 years or so now. So that's that's kind of two things that you want to think about from a, a when do you retire standpoint is your health and then what are you going to do? Hey folks, Lee Perkins here. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know how much I hate taxes, and I know you probably do too. Our politicians are completely out of control. Their spending is off the chart, and you've got to be prepared for increasing taxes in the future. So we've written a book called Diffuse, Seven Steps to Protecting Your 401k or IRA from the Ticking Tax Time Bomb. You're going to want to grab a copy of this book and learn how you can protect yourself. Then you'll have to decide if you want to take action right now or if you'd rather wait until the IRS changes the rules of the game. Either way, the choice is yours. To get a free copy of the book, just text the word DEFUSE to 478-475-2050. That's D-E-F-U-S-E to 478-475-2050 and we'll send you a free copy. Thanks again for listening. Now back to the show. We're trying to resolve some of the financial sources of tension that couples often face. Their children, right? As there's always a lot of different approaches to things that involve the children, one of those being the legacy, right? How how much do you want to pass on? What does that look like? Do you want to leave anything to the children? What what child gets what, right? There's a lot of different conversations that go around the legacy for a child and, and how often Lee, do you see that the couples not the couples are on the same page in terms of what they want to do for their children there? Yeah, this is something that does happen, but I, I don't think this happens as often as a lot of people think about. So it really in my experience, most of the time are you know, people are on the same page as far as what type of legacy, financial legacy they want to leave for the kids. What I see the disagreements happen 
when it's a second marriage and they each have their their own kids from previous marriages, there can at times be some tension here because relationships may not be as solid with with stepkids, you know, stepchildren or or the the step parents. And this can lead to different feelings on things for for the other spouse. So ultimately what I've seen happen in this instance is many times the the newly married couple who's married later in life, they're, you know, they'll have her money going to her kids, his money going to his kids. Not always, but that's what I typically see. And I, th- I think that may wind up being a, a good way to do it. But for a couple who's been married 30, 40 years, and so this is kind of the norm, and you know, they've got their own children together, most of the time they agree that they want to leave money to their kids. Now, the only debate may be how much they want to leave the kids or the grandkids or or whether or not they're going to sacrifice their retirement lifestyle for what they want to leave behind to their kids. But more and more nowadays, I've got people tell me that they are their number one priority, meaning their retirement lifestyle, they want to take care of each other, and then the kids are going to get what's left. And and I don't see anything wrong with this at all. Um, I think this this sort of new trend, I'll call it, is probably because more and more children are becoming financially dependent for a longer period of time on their parents. And and I think that kind of wears on them over time. So yeah, it is something to, to talk about ahead of time and make sure you're on the same page. All right, a couple more to run through with you here again, as we go through this and maybe something sparks a little interest in you or something you want to discuss and maybe try to get on the same page with your spouse. You can always schedule a meeting. Just go to talkwithlee.com. Retirement lifestyle is our next source of tension. What do you envision your lifestyle and retirement looking like versus what does your spouse have in mind? And if those aren't on the same page, I can see that you could be button heads on that. Yeah, this is a big one. Um, and candidly, I think this is one that my wife and I are probably going to struggle with a little bit in retirement because everybody's not the same and everybody doesn't have the same plans for what they want to do when they ultimately do retire because you know, some people are travelers and some people are, are homebodies. And so if it were up to me when I retire, Ben, I'd like to travel a lot. I want to go some places. Uh, but I know for a fact that I'm not going to get Pam Perkins to take as many trips as I want to go on. And I think, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are in the same boat that I'm in. So, you know, what we'll do is we'll, we'll find a happy medium. There'll be some some give and take and we'll find out what's what's works best for both of us. But I know we're not going we're not gonna go as much as I want to because Pam really likes to sort of be at home. I also think it would be really cool and we've talked about this on the show before. I think it'd be neat to live in one of the retirement communities that has everything in it. And and we've talked about this on an episode maybe about a year ago. We've we visited my mother in law and her retirement community out in Arizona. It's probably been five or six years ago since we went there. But after about four or five days, I figured this place out, and it it reminded me of college. Um, It had every single thing that you want to do. So any social activity or sporting event that you want to be involved in, it's there. And that's actually the very first time that I saw pickleball and and played it, and I had no clue what I was doing. But and (laughs) So that was my first exposure to pickleball. But anything you want to do, it's there. The only difference is – I didn't have to go to class. I didn't have to study for anything. So to me, I think this will be a blast to do in retirement. But, man, that wouldn't interest my wife one bit. So I know that's something that I'm never going to do. Um, but I do think it's something that's, you know, this whole area is something that's very important for people to talk about 
way ahead of their retirement date. So don't wait before the year that you're going to retire to start talking about what that long-term plan is. Make sure you're on the same page and be willing to compromise because I, I know I'm going to have to compromise. And Pam would obviously tell you that she's making her own compromises. Well, I appreciate your honesty there. I mean, I think that candor is important for people to to know that, you know, everybody's kind of going through that same sort of thing, right? And, and it's not unique to you if you're having that tension. So Again, communication, getting ahead of that, and having those discussions early on will help you out. All right, let's round it out, Lindley, with this last one here on today's episode, financial management. So who's going to help us with our finances? Should we do it ourselves? Should we have someone like yourself do it? There's a lot that goes into planning, right? So how do you manage all this stuff? And as you get older, this gets even more difficult, right? Yeah, it really does, and it's not as easy as most people think. I would say that 70% of the time when I meet with a couple, there's one spouse that makes all the financial decisions. And it's not always the husband. I know a lot of people think that, but there's getting close to almost as many women who are sort of completely in control of the financial decisions in that household as there are men. But what happens is usually that other person is a little bit more in the dark financially than they should be. I think it's okay for one person to be more in charge, but the person who's not in charge really needs to have some level of involvement. I just don't think it's wise to leave themselves completely in the dark because if something happens to that other person, it's it's going things going to be a challenge for them. You know, they're going to spend the first 3 4 months after their spouse passes away trying to figure out what the heck is going on, and I think that time should be spent grieving and then thinking about what the next phase of their life is going to look like without without their spouse. And so this is really one of the reasons that I tell people it is wise to hire a financial advisor rather than just trying to do everything on their own, especially if one person does everything completely. It's, it's, it's not good for a, a widow to ride around town looking for a financial advisor a couple of weeks after her husband passes away to try to find an advisor that's going to take care of them. That's that's not good. Most people who don't hire a financial advisor are doing nothing more than managing their own account, and that's kind of all they think there is to it. But an account management is important, but there's way much more to it than managing the account, and and that's what a, a good financial advisor does, and that's what we do for our clients. We do income planning, tax planning, uh, health care planning, legacy planning like we just talked about with you know leaving money to the kids uh and of course investment planning it's there's a whole lot to it and and in my opinion you've got to address all five of these areas to get the most out of retirement and to be the best prepared when the when the what ifs in life come so yeah hire, hire somebody it doesn't have to be me it doesn't have to be our firm but i would encourage anybody out there everybody out there to hire a financial advisor to give you good advice as you age and not only do you help people with that, you also provide couples therapy from time to time yeah. as well. Yes, like, yes, like absolutely. We've been doing financial planning since, I guess I opened this firm. Um, we got into the business back in 07, opened this firm the beginning of 2014. So we're almost 10 years in. So yeah, we do financial planning and couples therapy since 2004. <laughs> you need to put that on your website. That'd exactly. A nice little exactly. touch. But in all seriousness, these are... Important things to have discussions over, and hopefully if you are working with a financial professional, these are part of the conversations that you're having with them as you plan for retirement beyond just, hey, how much do I have saved 
and what am I going to spend in retirement? So all these conversations are so very important. Again, if you want to talk with Lee and J.L. Perkins Wealth Management, just go to talkwithlee.com. You can schedule a meeting right there from that website. Again, talkwithlee.com. And also visit us online at myretirementclarity.com as well to get all the resources and tools that Lee offers. Anyone uh, that listens to the show and all of our podcasts are posted there as well. So, Lee, a really good conversation. I think it's an important one to be having for people, and and hopefully we helped uh, some couples out today. Yeah, I hope so. I hope if anybody out there is listening and and they're struggling in any of these areas, uh, you sit down, have a conversation, and if you need a mediator, you need somebody to kind of help you with that, certainly reach out to us. You can uh, get on my calendar, have a quick call at www.talkwithlee.com. Look forward to speaking with you. Well, thank you for listening to My Retirement Clarity for Lee Perkins at JL Perkins Wealth Management in Macon, Georgia. I am Ben George. Have a good week. Lee Perkins here, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the show today. If you like our podcast, we would be honored if you would share the show with others. And one great way to do that is by posting the show to your social media pages or by just telling others about it. Either way, we would really appreciate it. And of course, if you do enjoy the show, we would appreciate it if you would give us a five-star review. And this certainly helps other people like you find our show. And if you want to learn a little more about our firm and how we help people have the best retirement they can possibly have, go check us out at www.myretirementclarity.com. There are a lot of great resources that you can access directly on the website. And of course, if you want to have a conversation with me, you can visit www.talkwithlee.com. And this will take you directly to my calendar. And there you can schedule a 15-minute phone call so I can learn a little bit more about your situation. Of course, everybody is not a great fit for our firm, but if I think we can add value and put you in a better situation, I'll let you know and we can certainly talk about the next steps. So thanks again for tuning into the show and we'll catch you next time. Investment advisory services are offered by JL Perkins Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor and insurance agency. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, legal, or investment advice. Always consult with a qualified tax, legal, or investment professional before taking any action.